This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, May 14th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the guy who finished runner-up for the new Pac-12 commissioner job, Jason Shepard. Yeah, and I'm really kicking myself because on my resume, I used a 16 font. I really should have used the 14 font. I think it was just too big. That's really the only reason I can think of not getting the job. Let's be honest. The moment you listed BYU <laughs> in your job's uh, history, you were done for. They're like, uh, yeah, we can get rid of this one. <laughs> Somebody out there is like, wait, did Jason really apply for the Pac-12? I did not. I did not. But apparently it was open to everybody. (laughs) You're going to do anything and everything you can to get BYU into a Power 5 conference. Look, if that's what it takes to be in control of making that decision, then I'm willing to do that for BYU. That's just how how I roll. Yes. Your fandom, your devotion (laughs) is unquestioned, my friend. Here's your Friday show lineup that I think – even the new Pac-12 commissioner can get on board with. Is the new commissioner ready for the annual tradition of Power 5 conference overblown expansion rumors? More importantly, Jason, how BYU fits into that seemingly infinite conversation. BYU basketball officially back in the NBA. Why Tyler Haas thinks Elijah Bryant has staying power at the highest level. Plus, do BYU fans have a new favorite coach in the National Football League? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Ooh, look at that transition. New York Jets head coach Robert Sala was a guest on the Rich Eisen show yesterday and says he believes Zach Wilson is ready for New York, saying, quote, he's been at the eye of the storm for a very long, long time in terms of the amount of pressure that is put on them to be successful, In quote. We will have more on that oh, yes. coming up in What's Trending. Yes, we will. Three rookies out of BYU have signed their initial NFL contract. Seventh-round pick Chris Wilcox. He is now inked with Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers. Mr. Penultimate, Dax Milne, inks with the Washington football team and undrafted free agent Zane Anderson, now officially a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Loving that one. Women's soccer's Michaela Coulihan added more hardware to her trophy case with her third consecutive All-American honor. Coulihan had already been named the WCC Player of the Year earlier this year. She just continues to rack up the awards, and boy, does she deserve them. She's ridiculous. BYU football signee Dylan Rollins named the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. The left guard led Sentinel High School to a 10-0 record and a Class AA state championship in 2020. Rollins expected to be the first Montana player to just let her for BYU since Jeff Ellis did it all the way back in 1998. BYU lacrosse advanced to today's national championship game after beating Georgia Tech yesterday 19-15. In fact, the title game currently underway. BYU right now leading Chapman 6-5 in the third. Is that Rex Chapman? Uh, beat the fighting chappies. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not what it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's not what it is. BYU baseball drops game one at Pacific 6-3. The Batcats allowed six unanswered runs after leading 3-0. At least Andrew Pintar hit another home run for the Cougars, right? And rocking the BYU Sports Nation karma, no less. 
Game two tonight, 9 Eastern, live on BYU Radio. And from baseball to softball, softball will hold a blue-white scrimmage tonight to honor the team's seniors. You can watch the scrimmage at 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. I promise it'll be a broadcast unlike any other (laughs) softball broadcast you've watched. Track and field will compete in a couple of meets this weekend, specifically the BYU Cougar Invitational, and secondly, the Sound Running Track Meet in Irvine, California. Final week of the regular season competition. Both meets start today and run, no pun intended, through tomorrow. And and by the way, we have a late addition to the headlines. If right. you will, uh, if you will let me insert Abs- this. One. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, I do not have a final score for this. But what I can tell you is BYU Sports Nation Spencer Linton in a rec softball league went three for four with an RBI and a little uh, road rash, apparently. Would you like to explain the the elbow there? Well, the dirt monster uh, tripped me up after I rounded second base. Uh, My third base coach thought I was going to be fast enough to get the third base in time and then quickly realized that I was not faster than the left fielder's arm and said, go back to second. And on the turnaround... Yeah. Clearly, he did not see your 40. Oh, boy. Otherwise, he probably would have held you up at third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, he heard me talk about my 40 before I actually ran. So, so how, how's the elbow and the knee feeling today? El- elbow is uh, not as bad as <laughs> the knee. When I took got in the shower this morning, you know, I was like just wincing in pain for about 10 minutes, but hey, we're good. By the way, now, now you can't see this because of the desk. You're wearing white pants oh, today. I put on some heavy bandages. <laughs> okay, that's what I was I wondering. put on some heavy bandages. Over. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, that thing has got to be wrapped tight. By the way, uh, game finished in a 9-9 tie, Jason. 9-9 tie. I didn't know we could do that Okay. until last night. There you go. It's my first ever men's adult softball league game in Saratoga Springs. All right, so let's move on to what's yeah. trending. Oh, yes. my goodness. You brought it up. You brought it up. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Jason, I start with this sentence. BYU, that's all there is in Utah. New York Jets head coach Robert Sala, a quotable on the Rich Eisen show yesterday. In fact, the Jets head coach had a lot of things to say about Zach Wilson and Utah. Let's listen to it, shall we? No, I, I think he's prepared for this his whole life. You know, like, um, I, I know it's not the stage that New York is, but BYU is, is it's all, that's all there is out in Utah. I mean, that's not the only thing that's out there, but it's, it's BYU, it's Utah, it's, and the the amount of attention and media scrutiny and the the all eyes on on that program, uh, they live, breathe, and love BYU football and Utah for that matter. So um, he's been at the eye of the storm for a very very long time in terms of just the amount of pressure that that is put on them to be successful. Um, and so and and when you talk to him, you know he's got a a confidence about him. He's He's very, very intelligent. Um, and are there going to be growing pains? There absolutely is. He's still a very young man trying to figure it out. But uh, the one good thing about Florham Park is it's still 30 miles away from Manhattan. So even though we're close, it still feels like 100 miles away. But uh, um, we've got tremendous confidence in him and uh, the uh, the growth he'll have as he as he becomes becomes who we think he'll be. 
Jason, other than BYU being listed first and then everything else is an afterthought, <laughs> what was the biggest thing you took away from New York Jets head coach Robert Sala and his commentary about Zach Wilson on the Rich Eisen show? Yeah, there was a lot to digest in that. But honestly, the, the first thing that, that I took away was – I love the fact that he acknowledges that being the BYU quarterback is a big, big deal, and that brings pressure and attention. I loved how he used that as an example of, now granted, it's not New York, but this guy has been under the microscope because when you're the quarterback at BYU, that means something. People pay attention. That's one of those positions at a certain school that, that holds this prestige because of the history sure. that the Cougars have had. I love that he acknowledges that and looks at what BYU and what Zach Wilson um, went through here and experienced here will prepare him for going to a place like New York and being in a media market like that, where certainly you're going to have far more eyes on you. But I love the correlation between the two. I think that's fantastic. Also, it was awesome for him to jump uh, jump on BYU immediately uh, and pump up the Cougars, meaning the only thing we've got here, which in turn then obviously means taking a dig at Utah, which, I'm, which is <laughs> unintentional, awful, unintentional, but still there, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Those are the things that stood out to me. I like how you buried that one at the very end, <laughs> even though we all know it's at the top of your list. I, yeah, it's kind of the top. Listen, Robert Sala understands what it takes to win in the NFL and what it's like to deal with NFL pressure. He also understands that Draper, Utah is part of the greater Wasatch Front area, okay? And it's not Scipio, Utah, as you <laughs> called it this morning, population 78, okay? It, Draper's a little bit bigger than most people are giving it credit for. It's, it's part of 2 million people in about Salt Lake 90 Valley. miles. It's the Salt Lake Valley. It's a top 30 media market for crying out loud. It's not as tiny as all of these New York big timers are making it out to be. And, yes, I'm so glad he brought up the pressure that is naturally associated with being the BYU quarterback. Ask anybody that has ever played quarterback for BYU, and they'll tell you all about it. So I'm with you on that one. I like that he acknowledged that. I also like that he understands that Zach Wilson, and I've said this before, doesn't have to be great right now, Jason. He can be okay to good, but if he's okay to good and the Jets win five or six of their 17 regular season games this year, that's good enough. It's good enough even for the New York media as long as there are those moments that you see Zach Wilson do some of his, oh, okay, where he jukes a guy and runs for an extra 10 yards or throws just an absolute rope for a touchdown. Like He's going to have those wow moments. So between those wow moments and the good games that he has, if he's, if he's just okay to good and is not awful, he's fine. He's, he enjoys that luxury right now. So there will be growing pains. His head coach acknowledged it. Jason, all he has to do is be okay to good. It's going to be a major step in the right direction. Look, and this was, uh, I know you weren't on the show yesterday, but Blaine and I were having this conversation during, I believe it was during the Cougar Whip Around. We were talking about the number of wins we expect. Look, and, and I said four. And, you know, and four doubles what they got last year. But I... I Use the comparison to what we saw with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Yes. They were not racking up the wins before he got injured, but you could see that they were markedly better. Yes, and you saw the flashes yes. of brilliance yes. from Joe Burrow. That, look, I'm not saying that you don't want to win as many games, and certainly, you know, you never know. Look, all these teams that we think 
are guaranteed to be good, there's no guarantee that they're going to be good. Something could always happen. Teams that we don't expect to be good, there's always a surprise team. Maybe it's the Jets. We don't know. I said four wins, but it's all about making the progress to where people can see that things are going in the right direction. Now, that will only last for a while. Eventually, you're going to have to have the wins. But I, I, I love, like what you said, I love the fact that he acknowledges that, yes. that there is going to be some growing pains along the way, and that's okay. That's part of the journey. I saw a rather prominent Jets fans account on Twitter polling for, hey, is this the year the Jets are going to make the playoffs? And I was like, oh, boy. I definitely voted no in that poll. <laughs> yes. But, hey, five to six wins, that would be fantastic. And Robert Sala? He might, next to Andy Reid, be the number two most beloved NFL coach for BYU fans right now because of his comments. Certainly certainly in the running. All right, topic number two. The Pac-12 yesterday announced their new commissioner. His name, and I hope I get this right because I've heard it mispronounced mm-hmm. multiple ways, mm-hmm. George Klavkoff. Okay. Uh, he's, and, and one of the big talking points <laughs> in his presser yesterday was the Pac-12's desire to have the college football playoff expanded. I think most people are in favor, with the exception of the college football playoff themselves. <laughs> but what does this mean for BYU? It means that there is more positive conversation that a team like BYU can be, quote-unquote, included with the big boys. So, uh, on the surface, Jason, but how long have we been hearing this? We've heard it from so many different people. Just maybe because of the turmoil of last year and how much negative media exposure was so heavily centered on the College Football Playoff Committee and their inability to handle ranking teams the proper way, maybe there is a driving force here. But it always comes down to money. And it always will come down to money. I hate it, but it's the truth. And when there's more money to be made... The college football playoff will expand. They'll make more money, and everybody can be happy. While the rich get richer, the football fans can be happier because they get more football. There are a smaller number of prominent media members, and I'm not going to name names, but they argue for keep it at four. Most go to six, maybe eight. I think we're heading in the direction of at least eight, Jason. It has to be at At, least eight. At least eight. And the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klavkoff, who some people were joking looks like an incognito version of Larry Scott, (laughs) he understands that the Pac-12 as a conference will benefit greatly from this and have an opportunity to get into the college football playoff, where in recent years it has not been kind to the Pac-12. So like BYU, the Pac-12, they're kind of there. Washington was the last team to get into the college football playoff, and they weren't really competitive. So this this is good for the Pac-12. Of course they want expansion. They want eight teams. They probably want 10 or 12. Yes, yeah. And and look, and let's be honest. That's why this is not for the betterment of college football. The reason that the Pac-12 commissioner is being so outspoken on this is he realized if it's not expanded, the likelihood that the Pac-12's in it, certainly on a consistent basis, is, is next to none. Yes. I mean, that's just, that's just the way history has shown so far. In terms of what it means for BYU, specifically nothing. It, it doesn't change anything for BYU unless, unless the access changes with it in terms of the, you have greater access. And, the, and really all it means is 
any G5, so BYU, any other team that's in the same situation, meaning not in a P5 conference, they're all in the same boat. It doesn't benefit BYU more than it benefits Houston or Cincinnati. You, you, if you have the same access that you have now, all it means is there's a few more open spots, so whatever percentage of chances you had getting in, that goes up slightly. It's, there's really not anything specific to BYU unless you're making changes to access, more than just there's four more spots open. If you're going to give, if you're going to weight access heavier for some G5s, then we can talk about how it specifically affects BYU. But right now, there there really isn't much. Whether you're going to go to eight, whether you're going to go to twelve, whatever well, it is, if you get to twelve or sixteen, then I think it's a different conversation. Probably, but I don't feel like it's going to go more than eight. I just don't. Like they don't want they don't want to go to eight. So the likelihood of going to twelve seems. Very far-fetched. I want it. Yes. I just don't think it's going to happen. Agreed. All right. Our question of the day. Back to the second most beloved NFL coach for BYU fans. Maybe. I, I know I'm speaking for a lot of people here. When New York Jets coach Robert Sala says, quote, I know it's not the stage that New York is, but BYU, that's all there is in Utah, dot, 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 end quote. Do you take that as a compliment or, or an insult? And why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response from Corey Tingey on Instagram. I feel like Robert Sala meant it as a compliment, like BYU is the football program in Utah. I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. <laughs> and by the way, we're, we're having fun with this today. Let's not get too serious about this question today. Right, this was meant to have, kind of have some fun with, and I think, uh, I think Corey got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Corey got it. Not uh, a lot of people did not did not take it that direction, <laughs> but it's okay. That's why we throw it out into the social media stratosphere. All right, coming up, Mark Pope rapping, and yes, you heard me correct. And BYU's all-time leading scorer in basketball, Tyler Haas, on Elijah Bryant's transition to the NBA, and if he has staying power in in the league with the Bucks. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch a senior night blue and white scrimmage with the West Coast Conference champion BYU softball team. That will be tonight. Coverage beginning 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Pretty cool situation. Not that BYU had their regular season finale series canceled because of a COVID outbreak with the opponent, but that they have the capability to go to BYU TV and say, hey, we still want to honor our seniors and do so kind of in a special format. And we're doing it big. Yeah, you're going to be play-by-play. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin Aldridge will be in one of the dugouts with the seniors. I'll be in the other dugout. Yeah. We may go into the stands. <laughs> Jason's going to coach third base. I possibly may go out and throw some pitches. I don't know. Wow. Okay. I, That's I, not happening, I, by I, the way. I was going to say. I'd... Coach Eakin's like, I never signed off on that. <laughs> oh, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Exactly, Dave Rose. <laughs> We're live at Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside the fabulous dugout reporter, Jason Shepard. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is BYU basketball's all-time leading scorer. The dude got a bunch of buckets, and now he's going to talk about getting buckets in regard to Elijah Bryant going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Ty, welcome back to the show. How are you? 
Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks. Hey, I, I would love to see Jason on the mound. I'd love to take a few pitches from from, from Jace. I like my chances there. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, the difference is throwing underhand. See, see, throwing overhand, you know, my, I, I peaked at like 47 miles per hour. So underhand, yeah, it may be. That 47 mile an hour fastball yeah. right there. But again, Tyler, as I've mentioned on many, many a baseball broadcast, it was about pitch location, not the velocity. <laughs> All in the details, Ty. All All in the details. (laughs) Okay, now for Elijah Bryant, who's making the jump from Maccabi Tel Aviv, prominent program in European basketball, to the Milwaukee Bucks. There are going to be two former Utah college players on the Milwaukee Bucks (laughs) now that Elijah Bryant is there. What do you think of the move for Bryant at this time as the Bucks make their stretch run to the playoffs? I think it's incredible. I'm so happy for Elijah. I mean, he's a guy that every day is working on his craft and trying to improve. Um, it's not the easiest thing to go overseas and, and find your way back to the league. And so, I mean, but you look at his, the history and, and, you know, where he's played his summer leagues, his, you know, his summer league with the Bucks. I mean, he's, he's shown well everywhere he's gone. And Maccabi Tel Aviv is, very well-respected club in Europe. And so he made the most of his opportunity and, you know, kept close tabs with, with NBA guys. And so I'm, I mean, I'm so happy for him. It's, it's a, it's a tough road to get back to the league, but to sign a two-year deal with an amazing organization like Milwaukee, I mean, um, it's huge, huge for him, huge for BYU. I mean, uh, just really excited for him. You know, Tyler, it's, you know he's pumped to be on an NBA roster, and that's just kind of a part of the dream. Now it's it's to stay in the NBA, and you know that's his goal, is is to be an NBA player. What do you think his staying power in the league is? Yeah, I like his chances. I mean, you look at, first off, his body type. I mean, he's a big, strong, physical guard and, you know, has – has all of the intangibles that uh, can can help him stay in that league. And then you look at his skill sets. Uh, I mean, his game is fit for the league. And I remember thinking that in his time at BYU. I mean, his ball screen, his ball screen game, the way he sees the floor, um, the different ways that he can score. He's a great finisher around the basket, um, but has really, really deep range. I mean, his his game is fit for the league and to stay stay in there. And so... Um, I expect him to stick around and find a way to make an impact on Milwaukee, but um, other teams as well. Other teams are going to take notice. He's, he's a prolific scorer and, um, you know, can score at all different levels on the floor, uh, but takes care of the ball, makes good decisions. Um, and he showed that definitely in Europe, um, quickly gained the respect of a lot of people over there. And, uh, yeah, I expect him, I expect him to, to stick around for, for a long time. Tyler, there are obviously a lot of guys that have had a very long career in the NBA who couldn't create their own shot. Elijah is a guy that can create his own shot, and that's really where the league is not just going. It's, it's been this way for a while. I think that's also something that's really going to help him out is his ability to create his own shot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, he – he has a unique ability to, to get a shot off from creating a shot from deep, you know, behind the three point line 
to to inside the line. I mean, he's he's tough, he's physical, and uh, yeah, I that's definitely a, a unique skill set that uh, draws a lot of attention to uh, to NBA owners and 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 GMs um, is that ability and and to do it against elite defenders and um, you know elite length. Um, he he can he can do that and he he does it shoots it at a high level and a high percentage um but i mean he's also a knockdown shooter when when he's left open right you can't you can't leave him open and so to be able to you know be be an open shot maker um and then be able to create shots off off the dribble and create opportunities for for other guys i mean that's how that's how the the best players in the league get there and stick around Tyler Hawes with us on BYU Sports Nation. You were just talking about his ability to score from distance. 40% three-point shooter in his career in Europe. But there is the difference of playing against defenders in European basketball and in the NBA. My question for you, Tyler, is because you've experienced a lot of this, how different is it in the transition from playing against those defenders overseas to back in the NBA? Yeah, I mean there's so many different leagues in Europe. And so depending on what level of competition you're at in Europe, I mean, I would say where he was at in Maccabi and playing in the Euro league, that, that gap of defend like elite level players and defenders, um, that gap between European level and, and NBA is getting smaller, I would say. And I mean, he, he showed really, really well. It's obviously a step up. I mean, you're playing against the best basketball players and best best athletes in the world, and so it is a step up. But I think he's he's ready for that challenge, and um, his game his game's going to fit in really, really well. You know, it's interesting. I know a, a lot of our viewers or listeners probably have experienced this by going on missions. You, you know, you're you're away, and a lot of people go out of the country, and then and then you have the adjustment coming back home. I don't know if it's necessarily talked a ton about in terms of sports. For guys that have played overseas and you've been in that culture for a while, what's the adjustment in coming home culturally? <laughs> well, it's always nice when you, you step foot back on American soil, no matter where you are. Um, it's a blessing to live in this country, and, and you definitely feel that no matter where you are in the world. Um, you know, I – my wife and I, we loved living overseas, experiencing a new culture, ex, you know, experiencing a, a different part of the world, seeing different ways that people live. Um, but it's always, always a blessing to come back. And, um, you know, you adjust, you adjust really fast coming back, coming back to America. Tyler Haas on BYU Sports Nation. Now we'll transition to the current state of the BYU basketball program under head coach Mark Pope as he prepares for year number three. And we all know that he made a killing in the transfer portal over the past couple of years and is busy at work hoping to land another big-time transfer or two in this offseason. But we haven't really heard anything yet. Is this cause for concern that we're into mid-May and nothing has really been officially announced for the upcoming version of BYU basketball? Yeah. You know, I think the urgency is definitely there. People are getting getting anxious. I mean, uh, but I don't think it's any any reason to push the panic button. I mean, you got a lot of really good guys coming in. Uh, you know, 
some new guys, uh, you know, Richie Saunders, Nate Hansen, Trey Stewart, um, guys that are ready to step in and contribute. Um, you know, a lot of good guys returning, uh, still don't know for sure on Alex Barcelo. So, I mean, I'm not going to push the panic button yet. Uh, the urgency is definitely there. I, I know, you know, Cougar nation is, is anxious to, to hear, you know, how this team's going to shape up and who, who these, uh, these transfers are going to be. I know, you know, BYU's and the coaching staff, they're, they're, they're in the transfer portal and they're trying to find guys uh, and they've had success in the past. And so, I think we lost Tyler for just a moment. We'll reconnect that. Oh, I think he's back with us now. Okay, yeah. Well, can you hear me? Yeah, oh, now we, we got we, you. We got we got Ty. This is the still the age Sorry. of Zoom. Sorry, all, all good. Continue along with that thought. Sorry, I, I'm I'm zooming from the car today, going <laughs> Zach Wilson style on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take hey, we'll take what we can get, Ty. We appreciate the time, man. Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, and finish that thought about BYU taking advantage of the transfer portal. But actually, I, I kind of want to bring up a name that you just brought up, Alex Barcelo. Is is he the difference between BYU being a tournament team or not? Is is it that simple? Um, I mean, I definitely like our chances with a lot more with Alex Barcelo on the floor. I mean, there's a comfort level, right? Uh, when he's out there, leadership and and his game, what he brings on and off the court. Um, but I'm really excited about the new guys coming in. And uh, have a lot of confidence in, in the way that these guys can play. Guys coming in that are going to uh, definitely push to, to get on the floor and contribute and have meaningful minutes. And so, I mean, the, the talent is there. Uh, we talked about this last year before uh, before the season uh, with last year's team. I mean, the talent is going to be there, and it's just about um, coming together as a group and playing the right way and having the right habits. Um, and but I, I think this next year's team is definitely capable of uh, making a tournament run. Ty, it's always great to talk to you, man. We appreciate the insight into Elijah and his now budding NBA career and what the future holds for BYU basketball. There's an open roster spot at Maccabi. Maybe you should look into that. <laughs> I know, Spence. Can you make a few calls for me, man? <laughs> Let's go. I'm on it. I'm your agent. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, guys. All right. Tyler Hawes on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom. Deseret First, you know why we show how. All right, coming up, are you buying or selling a Jets rookie revisionist draft? And BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope answers questions from fans like, is Alex Barcelo coming back for a last hurrah? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Listen to Game 2 of the BYU at Pacific Baseball Series tonight at 9 Eastern. You can hear it locally on BYU Radio 107.9 FM. You can also check it out on BYUCougars.com and the BYU Cougars app. Jason Shepard is sitting to my left. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. 
BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope did an Instagram story yesterday at the request of his daughters, apparently, and he was answering fans' questions. Now, one question that he got was, is Alex Barcelo coming back? Well, well, here's his response. Alex Rustin and about 100 other people asked the one question that everybody in Cougar Nation is dying to know. Is Alex Barcelo coming back? And the answer is... I'm sorry, did it freeze up? Where, where? <laughs> He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Okay, what did Coach Pope say after the camera stopped? Let's see. I'm utilizing my spidey senses to go back in time and uh, get into the coach's office. He said Alex Barcelo is coming back to BYU so that he can play basketball, be in the program in the building with his little sister who's joining BYU women's basketball. This all after he explored his professional options and decided that one more year of college basketball is going to benefit his jump to the pro leagues the most. So he's coming back. Wow, that was a very long answer from Mark Pope. Right? Uh, Yeah, it's very wordy. Okay. (laughs) Do you want to take a gander at what you thought, or were Uh, you cool with that? My answer was yes. (laughs) I... (laughs) I I didn't give it much more thought than just yes. Fair enough. Really, you want that short answer because you're excited about the topic I'm about to bring up. Okay, bring it. This tweet was posted earlier this week by an American Athletic Conference podcast host from at C. Austin Cox. Quote, Big 12 is ready to look at expansion again. Its membership, group of rights, and TV deals are coming up. There could be word as soon as media days about an exploratory group. ESPN paid the Big 12 not to expand in 2016 indirectly, buying the AAC time to strengthen that time is running out, end quote. So to be clear, Jason, this is one guy, podcast guy, but I know you love Big 12 expansion talk, Jason. You love it. Yes. Are you ready for the annual rumor mill to return? In my world, the rumor mill has never stopped. (laughs) I don't care if it's one guy. I don't care if it's no guys. The BYU to the Big 12, BYU (laughs) to P5 Conference, that will always live in my heart. Okay? You can't get enough of it. So if there's anything, whether it's legit or not, I'm in. I am always in. Yeah, your ears perk up if somebody says Big 12 expansion. Look, I'm in. Anywhere. I'm in. Social media posts, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, MySpace. MySpace. Look, you're in. Did someone say Big 12 expansion talk? Look, I don't even, I don't care who said it. The fact that we have now spent more than 60 seconds (laughs) discussing it. Does my heart good, okay? Uh, You're a happy man. Yes, I am. All right. Fred Warner. (laughs) We aim to please. Yes. Fred Warner makes the list of the top 25 athletes under 25. How about that? Coming in at number 21 just after Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker. By the way, just ripped my heart out last Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just ahead and also just ahead of the Ravens' Lamar Jackson. You know we love Fred Warner Mm -hmm. on this show. Love him. Love him. Love him. Like, graphic worthy, we love him. Yes, Do you feel he should be higher than 21st? Well, if he's not going to be higher, at least they should put him on the graphic that explains it all, right? He's worthy of that. All pro Fred. He's number 21. He's ahead of Lamar Jackson, Jason. The NFL MVP. 
He's ahead of the NFL MVP, so I'm not going to be too greedy here and say, well, he should probably be a couple spots higher when he's ahead of the NFL's most valuable player, a quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to argue with this. I And look, I, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be higher. I'm just saying i just happy that he's on this list. I'm just not used to BYU guys getting this kind of attention. And look, he deserves every bit of it. 100%. He's 100% deserves to be on this list. I'm just not used to our guys getting the recognition, so I'm perfectly fine where he's at. Also, he's number 21, which is one of my two favorite numbers. I'm absolutely good with this. You have two favorite numbers. What's the other one? 11. Any particular reason why? I'll elaborate on that after the show. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's cryptic. (laughs) We just got stuff to do. By the way. (laughs) It's kind of a long story. 17. That's my number. 17? 17, yes. Okay. Yeah. BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope didn't just leave everybody hanging on the Alex Barcelo question. He says a song from the hit Broadway musical Hamilton would provide his walk-up music in baseball in this specific post on his Instagram story yesterday. My shot. In fact, he's saying, or rapped, a little bit of it. And trippy. I'm past patiently waiting. I'm passionately smashing every expectation, every action is an act of creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties is all. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow, and I am not throwing away my shot. Hey! <laughs> It's so great. Uh, If you can follow up that. Yes. What would your walk-up song be, and will you sing or rap part of it? Oh, I'm going to answer the second part first. No, I would not. Okay. Uh, This will not surprise you in the least. I actually spend a lot of time thinking about what my walk-up song would be, and I'm not even kidding about that. I know exactly what it is. I believe you. You're a baseball guy. It's the first 10 seconds of Linkin Park's Lying From You. (laughs) That gets me pumped up every time I hear it. Okay. So that's my walk-up song. Lying From You from Linkin Park, the first 10 seconds. Yeah, I'd I'd switch it up. Three different songs. If they would be so gracious to grant me different songs, depending on the day of the week. Well, you've got two favorite numbers, so. It's true. I'm all over the board. Number one. Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Okay. 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 (laughs) For obvious reasons. (laughs) Okay. I'm serious, too. I love that song. Okay. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. Love it. Number two, Bulls on Parade. Okay. Okay. By Rage Against the Machine. Very nice. Very nice. It's like the super pumped up, let's go. Yeah. All right. And then uh, number three, I know Ben Bagley will love this. Clocks by Coldplay. <laughs> you are a Coldplay guy. I love Coldplay, man. Yeah. I love Coldplay. Ben Bagley may feel differently about that. Perhaps we'll hear from him next uh, segment. I, I think we will. All right, coming up, our rise and shout-outs. Not to Coldplay, though. <laughs> and are you buying that Zach Wilson should have been number one? He's running back. He's ready to die on that hill, apparently. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Catch the latest BYU SN right now with Kiki Solano. It's BYU Sports with a social media twist. You can catch the latest episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. I thought about another potential walk-up song. This is how we do it, Montel Jordan. Very nice. Right? 
Okay. Related you, to Michael Jordan. You may or he may not, not have played your walk-up song for me during the break. I did. And if, uh, if we and, could get away with doing it on the air, I would do it. And, and you voice number 17, Jason Shepard. By the way, did you also notice I say I play shortstop? Yeah. I probably would just get eaten alive at shortstop. Kids can dream, right? Hey. Adult softball league, Jason. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no chance I can play shortstop. Time to play Buy, Sell, or Hold, presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Ben Bagley has agreed to join us. It's fitting that, Spencer, you have four favorite songs now, because that'd be three more than Coldplay actually produced. Oh, oh wow. Wow. All right, Buy, Sell, or Hold, Zach Wilson being ready for the New York big stage. I am buying this. I think he's heard for so long and so often now that he can't handle the New York media. He's never going to be able to deal with it. That now it's a personal challenge, and I think that he's going to handle it. Like, this is this is the ultimate, I challenge you to take on the media, and he's ready for it, Jason. He's, he keeps hearing. He's going to hear about it every day. He's ready. Yeah, I'm buying this, and I said this on the show yesterday. One of the things that I admire the most, beyond anything from an athletic standpoint, is Zach Wilson's ability to not look phased at all. Looks calm in any situation. That is an absolute gift and a skill. And so I just don't think it's going to bother him. He's the dude that had a good portion of BYU fans (gasps) saying Baylor, Romney, or Jaron Hall should start over Zach Wilson. And look what it did to him. Look what it did. Do you think he's ready? Yeah. I think he can respond to the criticism that he can't handle it. Next. Buy, sell, or hold. Zach Wilson should have been the number one pick. All right, yesterday, Jets rookie running back Michael Carter saying, um, after seeing Zach Wilson in practice, that he, quote, deserved to be the number one pick. Um, I'm holding this. What else is he supposed to say? Look, whether it's true or not, he's not going to be given credit for going out on a limb because everyone's just going to say, oh, he has to say that because it's his teammate. Look, I think a case could be made that you do take Zach Wilson number one. I'm going to hold this because, again, I don't think Michael Carter is going to get credit for going out on a limb because everyone's just going to assume he has to say that. Yeah, no, I'm a sell on this, actually, because as much as I love teammates kind of going to bat for each other and having their backs, like I'm all for it. It's great. Trevor Lawrence should have been the number one pick based on his college resume. And he was the number one pick. So I think the Jaguars got it right, and I think the Jets got it right. I think both of those quarterbacks should have gotten one and two for a myriad of reasons. I'm sell on this. Trevor Lawrence should have been the number one pick and was. Next. Buy, sell, or hold. BYU Hoops announcing a transfer or Alex Barcelo's status by next Friday. Ooh. I, by nature of this, I am hold. I'm hold on uh, either of these. Really, you know, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to sell. Yeah, not, we're not going to know anything for a while, Jason. It feels like we're not in a hurry with BYU basketball to announce anything. So I'm, I'm sell on this. Like We're not going to know anything for a while. Yeah, I think I'm going to sell as well. I, I just Look, BYU's got a lot going on in terms of feelers out there, and they're in a lot of people's top fives and top tens. I, I don't necessarily know if I see any of them committing right now, especially, got to remember, we've got a holiday coming up. Maybe you get something after the holiday. Right now, I will sell. I very much want to buy, but that's just being optimistic. Next. Jason, about to perk up here. Buy, sell, or hold. The college football playoff expanding before the Big 12. Did I hear expansion in Big 12? (laughs) I did. Uh, I'm going to buy because I need this to happen for my own mental uh, outlook on life. 
1 million percent by the college football playoff will expand before the Big 12 expands. In fact, I think the Big 12 is going to get poached from probably. Texas and Oklahoma are valuable commodities that a big potential super conference could be very interested in. They almost went to the Pac-12 for crying out loud back in 2011. So, yeah, of course, the Big 12, I think they'll shrink before they're expanding the college football playoff 100% is Okay, I'm going to need to uh, – I, I answered the wrong question. Okay. I'm selling it because I need the Big 12 to expand first because <laughs> that's – what my mental makeup needs right now. Jason so heard Big 12 expansion. I, I, seriously, once distracted. I heard Big 12 expansion, that's all I heard. <laughs> that is, like, that, that I just happened live. You just said. There's nothing that I can hide about that. You just saw it working in progress. <laughs> Last one, buy, sell, or hold. BYU getting two wins on the mm. Diamond tonight. Uh, I'm going to buy just because, uh, one, softball is guaranteed to win yes. in the blue-white scrimmage. Yes. There's one guaranteed you can watch on BYU uh, TV in the app. Okay. Number two, I think BYU baseball will bounce back on Friday night against Pacific. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying that we get two tonight. For the reason you mentioned with softball, and BYU led 3-0 last night, lost 6-3. I, I think they bounce back tonight. They're playing really good baseball right now. They just have to score four runs. <laughs> Seriously. Like, you score four runs, they're winning 70% of their games. All right, coming up, are you taking Robert Salas' comments as a compliment or an insult? And remember... Just have fun with it. Plus a Friday edition of our Rise and Shout Out. It is a fun Friday, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep it fun. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shout Out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Always download the podcast. All you need to do to do that, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget, while you're there, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, when New York Jets head coach Robert Sala says, quote, I know it's not the stage that New York is, but BYU, that's all there is in Utah, dot, 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 end quote. Do you take that as a compliment or an insult, and why? Johnny Linehan chimes in. He clearly hasn't been to Provo Beach. Hashtag BYUSN or the Provo Beach. There are actually a couple. There's an actual Provo Beach yes. on Utah Lake. And then there's the Provo, Provo Beach, Beach Resort. Resort. Yes. But which one are you talking about, Johnny? You may have to clarify on that. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from At Borge Tire, says Robert Sala could have made a lot of BYU fans, Jets fans, if he had left Utah out of his quote, but it was a compliment. <laughs> I think he still made a ton of BYU fans. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And he made another fan base really upset. By listing one before the other oh, like, yeah. and having to go, oh, and Utah, you, he clearly made his case that BYU is the most prominent program in the state. Look, he, Robert Sala knew what he was doing, okay? <laughs> guy's a smart man, all right? He knew. There are no Utes playing for the Jets. No. no. He doesn't have to worry about feelings, at least not in that regard. <laughs> he doesn't have to recruit anymore. He's not in college. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Jason, I want to start. Michaela Coolahan, three-time All-American in NCAA women's soccer. She was the number 14 overall draft pick to Orlando. She is opting to come back and play another fall yes. season before she goes pro. Yeah, getting her back. She is just an absolute stud. Three years in a row, All-American honors. WCC Player of the Year finalist for the Herman Trophy, which is essentially the 
the Heisman. Yeah. I mean, play, it's, it's player of the year. It's fantastic. She's just unbelievable. And, and do we have an update yet? All right. Congratulations to BYU lacrosse. Yep. They are national champions. National champs. It's a Congratulations. Club sport, national champions. Congratulations. What was the final score in 16 to 9? 16 to 9. How about domination. that? That's domination with the squash ball, right? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Not a racquetball. Not a racquetball. Squash it ball. It's a squash ball. Congratulations. Yes. In all seriousness, BYU lacrosse. That's, that's fan, awesome. That's, that's awesome. Another news. national champion. On campus. It's been a good uh, last athletic calendar year for BYU yes, sports. Whether at the uh, scholarship level or <clears throat> at the club sport level now with lacrosse. Yeah, I, by the way, I'm pretty sure, is, is it just called a, like a lacrosse stick? Is that what it's called? There are a few names. In fact, there's been an argument about what you should call. So uh, what is this that. called? I, this is the first time I've ever held one of these. <laughs> so, so what is it called? Oh, are you going to Google this I real am. fast? Yes, I, I don't want to get this wrong. Look, I would be lying if I told you I, I knew lacrosse clearly if i don't know what this is called other than a stick okay a lacrosse stick or cross okay all right okay 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 is used to handle the squash ball yes and to strike or check opposing players so it's apparently it's called a cross but there 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 is also Would you like me to demonstrate a strike by the way <laughs> there's also a nickname apparently they call it a betsy that's the one I can remember. Okay, be- why is Betsy? Co- I have no idea. Are they big fans of like Betsy Ross? No, I have no idea. Across. Okay. All right, or a Betsy. Okay. <laughs> what are we doing again? Our thanks to today's guest, Tyler Ross. <laughs> Conversation continues twenty four seven on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jason Satanic. We'll see you tonight for BYU Softball's Senior Night Scrimmage on the BYU TV app at 7 Eastern. Don't check me with the cross. I'm going to hit you with this Betsy.